Good morning, everyone. So, brothers and sisters, to help us get started, I want to give a title to, to uh, today's sermon. I want to call this sermon, The Liturgy of Your Life. The Liturgy of Your Life. You know, a key to understanding this theme is to grasp what it means to worship. You know, there are, there are a number of Greek words in the New Testament that mean to worship. And here's three of them in particular. Proskuneo, or actually proskuneo, proskuneo. And this word literally means to bend the knee. So when you come into church, you bend your knee. You genuflect to the tabernacle where our Lord is present in the Eucharist. And that is symbolic in our lives. You know, it's a sign of humility. It's a sign of laying ourselves down. When we kneel, we submit ourselves to something greater. So that is proskuneo. Another word for worship is latria. You know, this is the more general word. That word is used in one of our readings today. You know, latria is the general sense of worship. Then there is the word liturgia. That word is used to describe the official public worship of God. Liturgia. Sound familiar? That is where we get the word liturgy. That's what we have in the Mass. Okay, now let me tell you a story about one of the strangest compliments I've ever received in my life. At my previous parish in Aspen, there was a family I'm good friends with, and the parents of the mother would come out to Aspen a few times a year to visit them and the grandkids, and they would always come to Mass. Well, one time, the daughter came up to me after Mass and said, Father Derek, my mother wants you to know that she likes the way you walk. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. What does that mean? <laughs> but, you know, as I thought about it, I actually knew what she meant when she said that. You know, she didn't mean that I'm, I'm putting out the vibes on the street when I walk. What she meant was during the liturgy. And I know this about myself. You know, the way I do things during the Mass, you know, like the way I walk, is different from how I walk outside. The way I walk, the way I talk is another example. You know, it's kind of a joke among priests that we all have our Mass voice. We don't mean to do it. Um, and I actually try not to overdo it at Mass because it can be a distraction. But every priest, I think, knows that when we are praying to God, when we are here at the sacred altar, we, we, uh, we speak a little differently. And here's what I'm getting at with this, my friends. When I come to Mass, and when I know what's happening, I know that on this altar today, the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the moment that redeemed the world, is mystically made present 
and I know that that is sacred. Brothers and sisters, that's why we act differently when we go to church. That's why we put in such great efforts to, and sacrifice to make our church beautiful. The sacredness of our church and the liturgy is why we show reverence, prayer, prayerfulness, and attention. And we try to teach and instill this in our children. We do all this because something sacred is happening here. And when that is happening, we act differently. And what our readings are saying to us today, brothers and sisters, especially our second reading, is that your life is sacred. What is happening here is meant to be reflected in the way we live our life. And when you are doing something sacred, you walk a little differently. You know, the word walk is often used metaphorically in the New Testament. It's, uh, it's used to convey the way you live in a practical way in the world. You know, St. Paul, he, he says over and over in his letters, be careful the way you walk. You know, he doesn't mean to watch off our cracks so you don't trip. He is saying, live a moral life. You know, in the church, the church provides some special prayers for a priest to pray before mass. You know, when he comes into the sacristy and he begins to put on the sacred vestments, there are prayers to say throughout that whole ritual. And here are a couple of them. He starts out by saying, give virtue, O Lord, to my hands, that every stain may be wiped away, that I may be able to serve you without defilement of mind or body. Then the priest, he puts on the alb. You know, that's this, this white robe here underneath the chasuble. You know, this, by the way, is my baptismal garment. You know, those of you who have baptized your children here, you know that you dress them in a white garment. The alb that the priest wears is symbolic of his baptism. And when the priest puts it on, he says, purify me, O Lord, and cleanse my heart that washed in the blood of the Lamb, I may deserve an eternal reward. And when the priest puts on the stole around his neck, he says, Lord, restore, restore the stole of immortality, which I lost through the actions of our first parents. And unworthy as I am to approach these sacred mysteries, may I yet gain eternal joy. You know, there are more vesting prayers a priest says before Mass that I won't, I won't go through them all. But here's what I, I want you to see, my friends. All these prayers, every one of them says, what I do outside the church is meant to mirror what I do inside the church. Our liturgy, our worship of God does not stop here. It's meant to continue in the way we live our life day by day. And this is what St. Paul is saying to us today. Our second reading is from Romans chapter 12. And brothers and sisters, this is a chapter 
that all of us should read and have knowledge of. Today's reading is short. It's only the first two verses, but they are so powerful. And you know what? These two verses mean a lot to me. They were instrumental in my reversion back to the faith and back to the church 12 years ago. In verse 1, Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. The way he ends that verse is key, saying, your spiritual worship. Brothers and sisters, here's what I believe Paul wants to say to us today, and what Jesus wants to say to us when tying it to our gospel. The Mass makes us different. The moment that redeemed the world is Jesus going to the cross. What happened on Calvary was not just the end of the story. Jesus' death and resurrection was not merely the great climax of it all. It's so much more than that. In the New Testament, Jesus' death on the cross is understood as the moment the perfect worship of God happened. The cross was the moment of liturgy, liturgia. When we come here to Mass, you and I are meant to be drawn into what happens on the cross. That's what liturgy is. Jesus, in his perfect offering to the Father, draws us up into the altar of his cross. That's why St. Paul says, I urge you to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Do not conform yourselves to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And here's my challenge to you today, brothers and sisters. You are called as a Christian to offer your life in worship. How are you doing that? When you live out in the world as a Christian, you love your enemies, you love the poor, you strive to grow in virtue and let people see that. When you hold fast to the truths of our human nature as God created us in his image, then you walk a little differently. And people are going to say, I like the way you walk. The world says to us that we show that life doesn't matter, that what we do doesn't matter. Just do what feels good. Relax, take it easy. Chill out. But the gospel of Jesus Christ says, no, your life matters. So I want to leave you with this today in our gospel. You know, in this scene from the Gospel of Matthew, Peter, he just, he doesn't get it yet. You know, Jesus says today that he must go to Jerusalem, will suffer greatly, be tortured and put to death. And Peter says, God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. And Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. You're an obstacle to me. 
But here's the, here's the key. Jesus says, you are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. At every Mass, you and I are meant to be drawn up into that one sacrifice. When Jesus gives himself to the Father on the cross, and the priest says, through him, with him, and in him. That means all of us, my friends. Jesus, through you, with you, and in you, may, the life, may my life be offered to God the Father. Through him, with him, and in him, may all of us give perfect worship to God. Through him, with him, and in him, may the entire world be transformed. The cross is the way we worship the Father, and Peter today doesn't get it yet. He has to be drawn into that liturgy, the one offering of the Son of God. When you go home today, brothers and sisters, you're supposed to be transformed by the Mass to live your whole life the way you live in this church. Do you know that your life is an offering? That you are called to offer spiritual sacrifice to God the Father? Jesus, today, we ask you, please, cleanse and inspire our hearts and our minds to join ourselves to this perfect worship of the Father at this most holy sacrifice of the Mass. We pray for the day that the, the whole world worships you, O Lord, as the one body of Christ. We beg you, O Lord, do not let us conform ourselves to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our minds, that we may discern what is the will of God what is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen.